Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into First Take, Houdat Nation, Week 9. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. We are already inside the Caesars Superdome, loge level by Gate B, getting ready for kickoff against the Chicago Bears. 2-6 and six Chicago coming in against the 4-4 four and four New Orleans Saints. And I don't know, Jeff, it was just a couple weeks, I guess a week and a half ago, Thursday night football, but always feels like forever since... We're back in the Dome. I don't know what it is. It, it does. It feels like we've barely been in this building. Uh, <laughs> this season, for sure. Three games in a row that we get in the second half of the season is going to be bizarre. Um, but, you know, it, it feels like, you know, it's been a while since we've been in here, but it feels like we're talking about the same things, right? Like, last time we were in here, it was like, oh, man, can this just team find just some consistency and give these fans <laughs> something to cheer about? Still looking for consistency. And then in the first half, it was like, where is that? The second half, they figured some stuff out. They lost the game, and there was a lot of stuff talked about it. You had – Back-to-back 400-yard games, but nothing to show for it on the in the win column. And now last week, you felt like you got stuff on track. And I guarantee you, fans are going to come into this building optimistic. They're going to be like, okay, we got it. We figured it out. 500 yards of offense. Man, Derek Carr is flying. <laughs> and you got to give him something to cheer about. This is a game that you should win. You know, you cannot come to this game and lay a dud in the first half. You can't do it on offense and defense. you got to come out. This is a game where you should really just be able to, you know, put your foot on the Bears' neck and just never let them up. That's the scary part, obviously, going into this. I think for fans, you know, expecting a victory, and they're like, oh, woe is me. We know what usually happens when you go in expecting the victory. But, man, this Saints team has no business, you know, even – coming close in this game, letting the Chicago Bears even stick around. Well, it kind of feels, you know, this is a very similar situation the Saints were in last season when they, you know, they had had a couple nice wins and it was the middle of the season. And that's when you really start to kind of figure out who Who the playoff (laughs) teams are, right? Who's going to set themselves up to be the front runner in the division or who's going to have to, you know, fight and claw over the last five games. And this reminds me of when the Saints went out to face the Steelers, a team that they should have beaten last year, just could not get anything going offensively. And ended up losing 20-10. to 10. They got shut out in the second half. And, like, that's the type of game you look at the end of the season. If you go and win that game, if you win these games you're supposed to win in the middle of the season, then you get into week 16 and you're like, okay, we control our own destiny. We're right there. We're not hoping for other teams to help us out. In the last two seasons, these are the type of games that you lost that if you had won them would have gotten you into the playoffs. So this is one of those games that I think while the Saints should win it, they should feel like they should win it. I remember back in 2019 – you know, that year, LSU actually beat Alabama, and we came here and watched the Oof. Falcons game at noon, and the Falcons were, what, 2-5 and five at that point? And the Saints got beat by them. And so I just think, you know, maybe they, they didn't stay up late partying because LSU found that <laughs> way to win. Maybe that was what happened last, that time. But, you know, I just think you got to, at a certain point, you just got to be the better team. And that's got to start today. Yeah, and you look all around, really, with this Chicago Bears team heading into this game. They've had a lot of struggles, not just 
with their roster, even the coaching staff, yeah. uh, losing defensive coordinator, firing, coordinator. Uh, firing the, <laughs> the running backs coach, and that was personnel yeah. uh, issue there. You know, HR, you know, when that comes out in the news, it, it doesn't, didn't sound very good, and I haven't heard actually much more on that and exactly what happened with the Bears running back coach. Yeah, like there's, it, there's a point where it's no longer a football issue. <laughs> you know, when you kind of like treat everything when you're talking about football as if like, okay, if they do the right thing on the field, then they'll win this game. Well, sometimes the stuff off the field matters too. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's to an extent, you know, that's something that the Saints, generally speaking, have been pretty good about is, you know, when we're talking about this team and we're talking about the, the, the struggles that they have, it's typically on the field. You're, you're not, you don't see a lot of off-the-field issues surrounding this team, and I think that goes back to the coaching, and I do think this is a reasonably well-coached team. Uh, it's just a matter of the players executing on the field right now, and um, I think we saw that last week. And it, which are, I mean, the last two seasons, you have had one stretch each season where you won three games in a row. Right. Every other every other piece of that season was win loss, win win loss, win loss loss. Right. Can't do that. Right. It's just you know you got to find a way to get over 500 and stay there. I'm just tired of watching a sub 500 team. Amen to that. You you know you look at this team too. The way things set up with the schedule in the beginning of the season, we were obviously so optimistic with how the schedule laid out. And now recently, you look at this run of all of a sudden (laughs) now backup quarterbacks you're going to get to face. Tyson Bajan. (laughs) Yeah. You shouldn't be out here losing the game to a Tyson Bajan led team. And not many people have, right? <laughs> Only the Raiders who imploded this week, right? Right. Look at the Raiders, yeah. obviously. I think, I think that's like a sign. If you can't beat Tyson Bajit and the Bears, you get fired. You get fired. There you go. That's, <laughs> right? the, that's the new mark. It should be a general rule of thumb. I don't think that's unfair. Uh, not, and that's no disrespect to Tyson Bajit. He's just not an NFL quarterback, at least not right now, right? He's a UDFA. He didn't even get drafted. Right. We, we watched him at the Senior Bowl. He looked solid, but he was a D2 guy. He's at a Shepherd University. Right. And when I, you see Shepherd, I was like, where the heck is if that? If I went to, you know, 100 people in this building and asked them where Shepherd University. Was. I guarantee no one. Yeah, maybe one. Maybe one weirdo from West Virginia <laughs> knows where that is. But, you know, it's one of those situations where, okay, this is a defense that has struggled to get started. They've struggled against unscouted looks. And you're not going to have a ton of film on Tyson Bajan. You're not going to have a ton of film on Josh Dobbs next week. You're not going to have a ton of film on Taylor Heineke two weeks after that. So, you know, you got to figure out ways to, to react in those situations. And I think that's where this team has struggled. Well, you went even way ahead after the bye looking yeah. at the backup quarterback situation. I'm always thinking about the Falcons, <laughs> man. I'm always thinking about the Falcons. But, yeah, you got to find ways to, to react to that. You can't constantly be caught off guard. And anytime you don't know what's coming, they're going to beat you. That's what it's been so far. That's what happened with Gardner Minshew. That's what happened with C.J. Stroud. That is what happened with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I almost forgot. You know, and so, like, that's why when you look at the first half defense versus the second half defense, it looks so stark because that first half where you're getting a lot of those unscouted looks where they haven't really gotten into their kind of traditional offense yet, the Saints have gotten taken for a ride a little bit. And that's where this coaching staff, I know, has put a major emphasis on, you know, you, you might not be prepared for it, but you've got to react to it. You've got to know what they're going to try to hit you with, even if you don't know exactly what it's going to look like. And so that's where you got to be better this week. Yeah, the – I think the Saints are pretty fortunate not having to face a quarterback like Justin Fields in this matchup. It just seems they always have or Anthony Richardson last week. Right. right. Troubles against that, you know, quarterback that's able to be mobile and get outside the pocket. We saw the the spry and not injured uh, Trevor Lawrence have a field day running down the field and that was um a lot I didn't think he had that, even those wheels. And I was, I was surprised that he was even able to gain that much, especially, obviously, hearing all week he was injured. Yeah, despite how the schedule looked going into the year, the Saints still have yet to face, like, a quarterback that you're going to design runs for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, like Anthony Richardson, you would have. Uh, Justin Fields, you definitely would have. You know, he ran for over 1,000 yards last year. So, you know, and, and that is something that I think the Saints team, you know, they can get outflanked. They don't necessarily have the speed on the edges that, you know, a lot of teams might. 
Uh, and that's part of being a 4-3 team. You don't have those kind of athletic outside linebackers. You have those kind of bulky DNs. And so that's something the Saints have struggled with. You know, Tyson Baden's going to extend plays today. And I think it's more about pinning him in the pocket and forcing him to be a passer, forcing him to beat you as a passer. Don't let him get outside and run for 10, 15 yards and make life easier on him. Don't let the Bears run the ball between the tackles and make life easier on him. Force Tyson Bajan to beat you. And if he can, good on him. I just don't think he can. Do you think the Saints end up putting Marshawn shadowing a DJ Moore? That's a good question. You know, we talked to Joe Woods about this topic earlier this season, and he said that, you know, it's something that the Saints kind of have to decide on a week-to-week basis. Okay. But they do feel very comfortable with Paulson Adebo. And, you know, obviously when you want to play sides, the the downside is, okay, if they don't want Marshawn on DJ Moore, they can just put him to the other side of the field and and, and switch, you know. And so if you're playing sides, then then the defense – I'm sorry, the offense gets to – dictate who Marshawn is covering and if you're shadowing then the Saints get to dictate who Marshawn is covering I think in a game where a team has an established X receiver a top receiver a real wide receiver one I do think you're still going to shadow with Marshawn but you know maybe they mix it up maybe they shadow for parts of the game maybe they you know give him different looks and force Tyson Bajan to react I think you know, I think there's going to be a mix, but I do think this is one of those matchups where if you're going to shadow with Marshawn, you would shadow. You're definitely Marshawn. very familiar with obviously more can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, you know, the, the Panthers are currently looking for a wide receiver. <laughs> and they're one like, and, hmm, yeah, why'd we wonder, get rid of that guy? I, I still don't understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's bizarre, but, you know, Tyson, I'm sorry, not Tyson, uh, DJ Moore is legit, and I know we're going to talk to Mike Dettelier more about DJ, but, you know, he's a guy that scares me. He can change a game by Absolutely. himself, so you gotta be you got to be on your P's and Q's when it comes to him. Talking about Mike Dettilio, we'll get right to him after this break here on WWL. Going to get into the Scouts Notebook as we continue to break down Saints versus Chicago Bears. A noon kickoff coming right here on WWL Saints Radio. We'll be back with more first take after the break here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guacamole on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back into first take, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Also now welcoming in Mike Dettelier to the radio huddle. Happy game day, Mike. Mike D's notebook 
brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. And I don't know if you heard, Mike, we were going to break talking about the Bears and wide receiver DJ Moore, someone the Saints are definitely familiar with. Someone you've got to figure that this team's got to look to put the clamps on because uh, someone that you, you know he could end up beating this team and you don't want that to happen. Yeah, you don't want him to have a big day. And, uh, you know, Charlie Long and I were talking about this in the offseason about that. He had asked the question about the most underrated guys uh, in the NFL. And I thought Matt Judon on defense with the Patriots was that guy. Because uh, I saw him with the Ravens, and, and he was a really good player there, and same way with the Patriots when he's been healthy. And I thought it was D.J. Moore um, on the offensive side. Uh, he's never really had that big-time quarterback to get him the football. And yet, every year, just look at his numbers, how consistent he is. He seemingly always knows how to get open downfield. Really good route runner. He's clean to get into and out of his cut and his breaks. But, okay, he can't throw it and catch it. Okay, somebody's got to throw him the football. But he, he's a really good football player. And we saw that Thursday night game. He put on an absolute show uh, against the uh, Washington Commanders where then uh, he spun that cornerback around so many times. He was like corkscrewing him into the ground. <laughs> and, and he got a little bit of some giddy-up after the step. I mean, you know, once he catches it, He's deceivingly fast once he can put that foot in the ground and take off with it. So, yeah, he's the one guy on that team that sort of scares you as a coordinator that I've got to make sure he doesn't go off and have a big day on me. And so, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of DJ Moore. And I get the fact that when he got acquired, it was part of the deal for the first overall pick in the draft. And the Bears insisted he was the guy, that he was the guy that had to be thrown in. And and you understand when you watch him play. He He's a really good player in this league, and I think the most underrated offensive football player in the National Football League. You know, Mike, so one of the, one thing that obviously happened this week that, you know, we're going to see him is uh, this, the Bears went big on Montez Sweat. They traded a second-round pick to get him, and, you know, that's a high second-round pick. It's not a throwaway pick. You talk about third-rounders and you get that comp pick back. Well, you know, you're not getting a top-40 guy in a comp selection. So, you know, what do you, what do you see in Montez Sweat? They obviously extended him. He's not going to have a ton of time to learn the system, but as a D-end, you know, at a, at a certain point, it's just, hey, there's the quarterback. Go get him. So, you know, what, what will the Saints be looking at uh, with Sweat today? Montez, uh, and I'm a big fan of his, uh, came out of Stone Mountain, Georgia, high school. Uh, he was the guy LSU recruited. He goes to Michigan State, didn't work out there, junior college. Then he heads to Mississippi State where, man, he went on a two-year tear in the uh, SEC. He was really good. My thing about it is it's going to be rare for me to get a guy with that much pass rush skills in round two. And maybe I overpaid him, but I'm going to have to do that if I'm the Bears uh, to get a really good football player. But it's going to be rare for you to get a big-time pass rusher in the second round like Montez Sweat. He is a speed, quickness guy, and where he's gotten much stronger, uh, he's he's one of these Pete Jenkins guys in the offseason. He works out, 
and Pete brought up to me about how much he has really worked on his lower body power. And that's where you can kind of make some hay here uh, as a pass rusher to get stronger in the lower body. And that fuels the engine uh, for you to get that speed and that power together. But he's really become more of a combo player uh, with his arms and his hands. And to be able to come off the snap and move and counter move a, an offensive tackle to uh, potential blocks on him. He's a really good football player. For a second-round pick, I'd give it up for him because I, I think he is a really uh, top-flight pass rusher, and he plays to run well. He can run the field extremely well. He still has a lot of years uh, up on him. And if you look at that Bears roster, there's not a lot of guys there on that defensive side of the football. It's really not. So he becomes sort of a building block for you, not only for now, but also for the future. And, boy, did they pay him. And you knew it. I know, but we've talked about this on Sports Talk. When they made that trade, I knew that that part of it was they had already spoke about a contract. You didn't trade for him and figure he's going to be a rent guy. No, you were paying for that because you knew he was going to be a long-term investment. Montez Sweat's a really good edge rusher and a guy that plays the run pretty well. Uh, he just, I think he wanted out of Washington, and I think he made it known he wanted out. Just didn't figure, he figured he'd end up in Chicago. I'm not sure that's not a, a worse situation than where he left, but uh, man, uh, he's a good player. And I, I've seen him for a long time from his uh, college days, from his high school days, onto the NFL. He is a real asset now to that Bears defense. Mike, looking back at the Bears offense, you look at their running back situation. Boom, you know, without Justin Fields, the quarterback, uh, who's dealing with a thumb issue. Uh, Khalil Herbert went to IR. But a guy the Saints are familiar with, uh, they had uh, Donta Foreman over there uh, running the football along with the rookie, Roshan Johnson. But uh, Foreman has really uh, been able to put up some significant numbers for them. Yeah, and um, similar to Montez Sweat, you know, my connection with Deontay goes back a few years. He was one of the most highly recruited running backs in the country, goes to the University of Texas. Um, nobody ever said he was in shape at Texas. He was always heavy. Um, that second number for him was always either a five or a six. He was either 250 or 260 playing at Texas. His uh, junior year, he rushed over 2,000 yards there. He was a load. He's a north-south runner with power. Came out early for the draft. Was a third-round pick at the Texans. And he has bounced all over the NFL. He's played on six different teams. And with the Texans, uh, excuse me, with the Tennessee Titans twice, he was on there. Uh, he was really the backup for Derrick Henry there, and he got himself in shape uh, that he's now in that 225, 230 range, uh, much more focused player. His work habits are better. The Texans cut him loose, not because he didn't have talent, because he didn't work at it. And now, you know, he understands this NFL lifestyle. He wants to live it a little bit longer. 
He's a talented runner, but a big physical guy who's gotten uh, much lower weight-wise, and he is a load. He hits you, and he's got some power, and he's got a little bit of scoot out into the uh, open field, but he's really a north-south runner, and you can bang away with him. And he was supposed to be part of, you know, they they had Herbert also at, at the running back position, and Roshan, certainly the rookie from Texas, who was a backup uh, there with B. John Robinson. But they've had a lot of injuries, and they've sort of leaned a little bit on Deontay Foreman. Last year, he rushed for over 900 yards with the Carolina Panthers. And the year before with the, Tex- uh, with the Titans, he rushed for almost 600 yards as a backup to Derrick Henry. And when Derrick would get nicked up or they needed to give him a breather, they went to Foreman, and they didn't have to change the offense. So for the Saints, you know what you're getting here. He's kind of a short, squatty guy, but a lot of power, and he goes straight up the middle, and he carries people with him. He's a real power runner. And so he's an interesting player that, you know, you looked at him at Texas and say, man, he's got a chance to be really good, but he was always heavy. And, again, his work ethic and his focus wasn't there. And that's why he's bounced around with six different teams and with one team twice. But I think he's got a nice uh, fit here in this uh, Bears offense. And I like a runner like that, especially if I got to play in bad weather. In November and December, he's going to catch a lot of that in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, Deontay basically carried that Panthers offense in the second half of the season last year. But, yep. you know, <clears throat> looking more at the at the Bears in terms of you know, Tremaine Edmonds is out. He's a huge piece of that defense. They're going to have to figure out how to navigate without him. I think you'll probably see T.J. Edwards slide over. However they manage that's going to be interesting. But one name that popped up on the Bears' depth chart this week is a familiar one in Micah Baskerville. I don't know how much run he's yeah. going to get today, but, you know, former LSU guy, a guy I think most people kind of overlooked in terms of he got a lot better as his LSU career went on. I don't think he was even remotely an NFL prospect in years one or two, but then, you know, he kind of did the work. He got better and better. And he's got a pretty big opportunity today. He got elevated from the practice squad, and he's probably going to get some run out there uh, on the Superdome turf. Yeah, and, uh, man, I remember Michael well when he was at LSU the first couple years there. He was really a special teams guy. And uh, he was he worked with the number two units, and he worked his way up to being a starter at LSU. Um He's not the biggest linebacker around, but what he's got, he's got tremendous instincts. He figures it out real quick out on the field, and he could run the field extremely well. He's gotten better in the coverage part of the game. He was a guy that struggled at first with it uh, at LSU and, and getting back in coverage. And, and so he was enough to field, played a run it very, very well, and, man, he got some range. But he, where he got better – is his ability to drop back in reverse in the coverage part. So uh, he's a guy that's always around the football, a tough guy, not the biggest guy around. And that's why he went, you know, undrafted. He's a guy that just you thought could maybe help you on special teams where he was really good at LSU. Uh, He just had a knack for it, Uh, fighting his way downfield. He has a lot of want to in that range, but injuries now have given him an opportunity to see a lot more playing time, and today is a great, great shot for him to do that with Chicago. 
I liked Michael because I knew he could possibly be a core special teams guy for me. Anything else I get from him would be extra. And, but he knows his role uh, on the field, and he can play a couple of the linebacker positions. He could play inside, and he could also be uh, a weak side linebacker for you uh, as a backup. But uh, he's going to get a lot more playing time over the next couple of weeks because of injuries at that linebacker position. Uh, Mike thought it was pretty interesting from Bears cornerback Jalen Johnson thought he was going to get traded at the deadline and didn't get an extension from Chicago either he said didn't take it personal not asking for you know looking to change the market or break records but also said I'm not just going to take anything uh, talk about the second round pick uh, what he does for this Bears defense even though that secondary I know is struggle oh have they good gracious and they all beat up and so Jalen's a guy, he was a second-round pick from Utah. Uh, he was a press-cover corner at Utah. And he gets right on top of you, and he kind of likes to try to reroute you uh, right when you get off the line of scrimmage. He's gotten better in the off-coverage part of the game. There were a lot of teams that were very interested in Jalen Johnson, really interested. And of all the guys that didn't get traded, I'm surprised it wasn't him. That was a a lot, a lot of teams out there that wanted him. Man, when you can get a starting cornerback uh, in this league and can come in and play, uh, he's going to attract a lot of interest. If I'm the Bears, I do what I got to do to keep him. And, and it maybe will I'll have to overpay for him. But he can play. And he's got good ball skills, and he tracks the ball very quickly in flight. And he makes a play on the football. He really does. But, you know, Coach Winningham at Utah, and they play a real physical game of defense. And that's what he brings to the table. He's got, he's got above average foot speed. It's not like he's no track sprinter. And he's got pretty good size. But it's his matchup skills. And he finds the ball quickly in flight. I can't teach that. Neither can anybody else. Either you have that ability or you don't. And that's what made him someone probably, I would say, eight or ten teams were trying to make a deal for him. They just couldn't do it. And, again, I go back to the Montez Sweat deal. I think part of this might have been he wanted a deal in place before he got traded. And that just didn't happen for him. But he's a good football player. He's a keeper. If I'm the Bears, I do what I have to do to keep him on this football team. There's not a lot of these guys like Jalen Johnson on the side of the street that I can pick up with a taxi or an Uber and say, okay, you can play for me. No, if I'm the Bears, I'm doing everything I can to keep good football players. Jalen Johnson's that. And uh, I, I think he's one heck of a cornerback starter-wise in the NFL. Thank you, Mikey D. Always great insight on the opposing team. I'll be talking to you more coming up on the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff at 10 a.m. Talk to you soon, Mike. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, Mike. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Coming back with more First Take after the break right here on WWL. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Back here on first take, the Kansas City Chiefs already on the board in Germany. 7-0 Kansas City over the Miami Dolphins. There's 11-26 left in the first quarter over there. We're here in the Superdome on first take, gearing up for a noon kickoff between 4-4 four and four New Orleans and 2-6 and six Chicago. Uh, Black and gold looking to get a streak going, start stringing some W's together. Uh, caught up with Alvin Kamara in the locker room earlier this week as the Saints get ready for game day. Here's what AK had to say before today's matchup. As you prepare for the Bears, what are you kind of seeing from their defense? What kind of challenges do they present for you guys this week? Uh, I think they play hard. They play together as a unit, they run around, move around. They, uh, they, they do well tackling. So, I mean, we just got to play our game, honestly. Um, get some blocks on the perimeter, O-line, get some good push, and then, you know, we got to finish our runs. And when it comes to this offense, do you always feel like it's just more about you all in a way? Really yeah, I ain't never really, it's not really, well, me personally, I don't really too much look at the other team, not in a disrespectful way, but I think that the things that we that we have in our offense in place, um, when we do them well and we, we get, you know, like, I, like I've been saying the past couple of weeks, when we get some, some of our premier calls up, run and pass. I think it's just, I mean, it's hard to stop as a defense. So I'm not really worried as much about the defense. It's more so about us. From the outside or just from fans, it almost felt like they needed to see a win to have confidence in this yeah. team. Did this locker room need that win and that type of win to, to I guess, feel forward or, or feel like you can, like, get on a roll in, in a sense? This, um, I mean, it's just, one, it's just one win, you know. Um, it's good to win because, obviously, that's what we're doing it for. But... Me, after that one win, I'm not like, oh, yeah, why are we back? It's, it's like, okay, we got to do it again. Like, you got to do it again. You got to do it again. Um, you got to string them together and be consistent with it, um, you know? I mean, because if you want to say that, then, I mean, we played a game a couple weeks ago, and everybody was like, oh, we back. And then, you know, you, co- you go out the next week and, and drop one. So um, we got we to gotta just keep it, keep it going and keep progressing and keep, keep um, you know, executing and, and adding on to what we do the previous week. Is it kind of like from the perspective of just how this league is? It's like you know, one week if you win, it's like oh great, like yeah, great. Don't like care, man. you lose, like the end of the world. Yeah, like, dog. It, yeah. But I mean, I, honestly, like every week is just that. It's just a, it's a week. You know what I'm saying? So you know, we win or lose last week. It's like the next week is a, is a new season for me. Every week is like you got to go one and zero. That's your goal. If you go zero and one the last week, you got to go one and zero this week. And then, I mean, obviously the better teams, you know, they go they they get to go and, and stringing them together. Every week is just one. One week, but when you can consistently get a win after a win after a win, I mean that's how you that's how you you 
evolve and progress as a as a team, honestly, not just offense. Now, how noticeable is the improvement of the offensive line play for you? Man, I mean, you, you see it. I mean, them guys, I feel like they were getting challenged a lot, you know, um, and some of it wasn't their fault. Some of it was, you know, other things. It was uh, other coming from other places. But, I mean, they, they just go, they strap their boots up and they go to work. You know what I'm saying? They're not the type of dudes to complain. And, I mean, it makes it easy for me because, you know, guys up there, they they, they just go. They just work and, you know. I mean, they come with the same energy as far as, you know, when it comes to me running the ball. They're like, man, we're going to get you loose. Like, let's go. Whatever we got to do. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're hype about it and they got energy about it. So it makes me feel better that, you know, they're not down or, or feeling, you know, licking their wounds. they just like, man, next, let's go. Yeah, what's it like for you when you watch the film and you just watch Tyson, some of Tyson's wounds? I mean, he's just, he, he just a bully. <laughs> Honestly, he's just a bully. Um, like I said, I've been saying it for years. I mean, he just, you tell him to go run into somebody, he's going to do it full speed. You tell him to go catch a ball, he's going to go do it full speed. I mean, he do he he, he do anything. So um, it's good to have a guy like that, just kind of, you know, a gadget dude that, that can do it at a high level. Saints running back Alvin Kamara as the black and gold get ready for the Chicago Bears today. And, Jeff, I think you heard something there we've been talking about. AK mentioned inconsistency. Yeah. you got to find some way to get that kind of production great it was they have they were able to be successful last week can you do it again now please that's the beauty of alvin he's always going to tell you the truth uh, <laughs> right he, he might not tell you it in the most in the <laughs> kindest of terms or you know it might be a few bleeps needed but you know he's not going to sugarcoat things and, and what he's talking about there i think is true in that you know this is a team that felt like oh week five we got this we got it all figured out and then you came back the next week and you just laid a dud and you lost two games in a row and then you now it's like so the, the, he's he's not and this team is not going to look at weeks week eight and be like oh we got it all we figured it out we're just going to coast the rest of the way it's like no you got to stack that they talk about stacking wins stacking days that's what has to happen now and you know i talked to pete carmichael about this this week and you know one thing that it was very consistent through the first four years of alvin's career rookie season 81 catches second season 81 catches Pretty third amazing, season right? 81 catches fourth season 83 catches the last two years it's been about 50 catches on average and like and you can the way that you've gotten in the ball just hasn't felt right it hasn't felt like he's been emphasized as part of the pass game as much as as drew always did and as much as he needs to be he is in my opinion the best pass catching back in the league you can quibble with that you wouldn't be able to put him outside the top three however value you put on that and you know, I think that's one thing that you can complain about how Derek Carr has operated in some ways. Getting Alvin involved has not been the issue. He's back on that pace for 81, 83 catches. And I think that as you go on and you have Jamal Williams, and that was kind of the idea, you pair right. him, you pair Alvin with a power back so that you don't have to overload Alvin between the tackles the way you had to last year. And if you can do that, then that means that you can involve Alvin in the pass game. You can design more pass action for Alvin, like you saw on that option route for the touchdown against the Colts. That's the type of thing we haven't seen a lot of. We haven't seen the wheel routes. We haven't seen kind of the designed plays to Alvin in the passing game. And I think as the Saints get more into that, as they get Jamal Williams more engaged, I think it's going to be a big day for Jamal Williams today, is you can get Alvin involved downfield. And to me, that's a big part of unlocking the the top-end ability of this offense. I'm listening to you in fantasy football advice there because I needed needed help at running backs. You know what? Went to the waiver wire, picked up Jamal, added him. Uh, You were correct last week with Taysom Hill's projections. Yeah, so I'm I'm relying on your... uh, 
your your know-how yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This just feels like – so if you go back to that Broncos game in 2020, and obviously that was different. The Broncos <laughs> literally didn't have a quarterback. They were starting a wide receiver in Kendall Hinton at quarterback. But the way you played that game – was, you know, we know that this offense is going to struggle to score points, right? We're not going to make life any easier on them by giving them the, by putting the ball in danger and letting them force turnovers. And, you know, I don't think you're going to be as extreme about it. Like Taysom Hill was the quarterback in that game, and he's going to be in this game, but he's not going to be <laughs> under center. I just think that you are going to pare down the game plan a little bit. You're not going to run, you know, as, as aggressive pass concepts, knowing that, you know, this, this defense, you know, this offense for the Bears is not going to have success unless you help them. Exactly. You know? And so I think the way you, you, know, you kind of play the middle there and you run the ball, right? You establish the run and you load up Jamal Williams. I think he's, you know, he came back on a pitch count off that hamstring injury. I think he's full speed now. I think he showed a little bit more burst against the Colts than you saw against the Jaguars. And so you know, maybe this is a game that you can get him 15, 20 carries and you know, kind of take away the will of the Bears. I think when you're in, a, when you're in the position that the Bears are in, you know, it's tough to fight for four quarters when you don't feel like you have a chance. And so if the Saints can put some points on the board early and play with a lead in the second half and really just pound Jamal Williams and he breaks a couple of runs, I think you could see 100 yards in the touchdown, maybe two from him if, you, if this game goes the right way. So in, if you're starting him in fantasy and he doesn't play well, don't tweet at me. But also, yeah, definitely. yeah I, I, I do think that this is a game that sets up pretty well for him. What is impressive, too, you made that uh, yeah, yeah. prediction on the podcast, and that was before hearing about the uh, illness. And, yeah, so he's questionable today, dealing with that horrible illness going around the whole building. <laughs> yeah, man, they can't seem to kick that. Yeah. You know, it was funny because someone, right? someone asked, yes, Malcolm Roach and Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, this week, and someone asked, yeah, he's like, oh, have you ever dealt with anything like this? And it was a fair question because it's kind of a weird situation. It was like, yeah, we dealt with COVID. <laughs> we, we know <laughs> We know what it's like to have to deal oh. with illnesses cropping up. But, you know, it is kind of unique in the sense that, you know, usually you'll see these kind of things and they last a week and then you get to the next week and everyone's kind of over it. It seems like it's like one new person every day and it's just kind of, you know, sticking around. And it's, it's uh, you know, let's just say it sounds unpleasant. Um, you know, Unless you had what AK was dealing with. Yeah, that's a different, <laughs> right. different thing. He was a different illness. Right. Uh, what, what, what Kendra and Lynn and Malcolm are dealing with is more of a GI thing, and <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if Kendra is not 100%, then, yeah, I think that even, that, that even more so, even more, right. that gives Jamal all of the backup carries to Alvin. And if you don't have to pound Alvin between the tackles, don't do it, right? Like, if it's not something you have to do and you can save him, do that like that that's that's about as simple as it can get and you brought in Jamal Williams for a reason I am more than happy than uh to to allow him to beat up on his former NFC North uh uh running mates there in, in the Bears yeah get some of that old frustration out on the yeah. familiar Bears yeah. plus Jamal's just a fun guy I, I enjoy watching Jamal have success he is he is just a fun I like to be able to interview Jamal after games because when he's excited everyone's excited I was gonna say who knows what he's gonna say <laughs> exactly. what kind of references he'll bring up about anime <laughs> Uh, we'll be back with more of the first take after the break. The Oakland Heart Jeweler, Jewelers Rolex time check. We got three hours, four minutes till kickoff in the Caesar Superdome between Bears and Saints right here on WWL Saints Radio. Coming right back. Winding down the first hour of first take here inside the Superdome already. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak getting ready for the noon kickoff. You can hear that right here on WWL Saints versus Bears. Jeff, we got Kansas City on top of the Dolphins, seven nothing right now. Six twenty left in the first quarter. There, seeing Jalen Waddle went down for Miami, and he is questionable to return for them. Not good news 
for fantasy football owners right there. Yeah, you know, it's funny that Teron Armstead's in there. You know, it, it's it, it's got to be one of the first, you know, I guess not one of the first, but one of the few uh, international games where you're talking about two of the top NFL teams there, right? Like, you see Jacksonville in so many of these games, and they're better now, but, you know, uh, they got Jacks- the Jaguars Atlanta, even this year, it's not exactly appointment viewing, but... I have to imagine the ratings for this one are going to be uh, are going to be up there because you know six and two six and two that's a heck of a matchup in week nine. Getting ready for another hour of first take. We'll hear some more from our Saint Soundbank Pete Werner, uh, special teams coordinator Darren Rizzi, Derek Carr, and much more. Back with more on first take right after this on WWL. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 